Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You know, we are all living in times that require many virtues. We're beset, it seems, by all sorts of problems. You know, there's confusion, there's doubt, there's timidity, fear, and yes, there's a virus out there as well, which seems in some way to be assaulting our very humanity where we can't even live as human beings anymore. In times such as ours, one virtue that we're in sore need of is the virtue of courage. Now, going back to our Catholic patrimony and looking in history, we can find numerous examples of great individuals who at key moments in history rose up and did great heroic things, left us a stirring example behind them. One such figure who occupied the Sea of Peter during a particularly challenging time, it, we know in history as Pope Leo the Great. He confronted grave difficulties when he was elected to the Sea of Peter on every side, difficulties that would have overcome a lesser man. When the Western Empire, the Roman Empire, was collapsing under all these savage assaults from barbarians everywhere he looked, he saw social chaos. In addition, there was a great deal of religious chaos and heresy as well at that time. Pelagianism had found a home in Italy. Manichaeanism in Rome itself, that horrible heresy that viewed the body as evil, marriage as evil, and that procreation was the way in which pre-existing souls were enslaved in sinful flesh. Horrible heresy. In Spain, you had a bizarre heresy called Priscillianism, which was a blend of sort of Gnostic teaching which denied the reality of the incarnation of Jesus Christ and also condemned marriage as being something that was evil, even though it said free love was fine. But Leo, who had to face all of these challenges, always seemed to have acted with vigor and with courage. One of the things he's best remembered for that gave him the title of the great was in the year 452, Attila the Hun was sweeping across all of Central Europe, bringing murder, rape, death, and destruction everywhere he went. To try to understand the kind of fear that the Huns invoked, you'd have to think of Lord of the Rings. You'd have to think of what orcs were like or the Urukai because you know, the Huns would actually take their, their knives and would slice open their faces to scar them so they would look more terrifying to people when they would encounter them. That's the type of barbarism that you were dealing with. Attila himself was actually given the title at this time. He was called the Scourge of God. And with his eyes fixed on plundering Rome, he left Northern Europe, crossed over the Alps and entered into Italy, everywhere spreading terror in his wake. Everyone knew he was coming to Rome. He burned and sacked the city of Aquileia, which is up in northern Italy. And he stopped just briefly at Mantua. The city of Rome at this time stood basically defenseless against the Mongolian terror. Pope Lear was unarmed and he heard that Attila had crossed the Alps and was coming down to assault Rome. And he set off north to meet the scourge of God with just a small group of clerics. Now just south of Mantua, right along the Mincio River, the Vicar of Christ actually encountered the fierce Attila the Hun as he was getting ready to cross the Po River and head south towards Rome. 
What incredible courage it must have taken for Pope Leo and the members of that entourage at that time. What an incredible, dramatic moment in the history of the church, in the history of Western Christian civilization, to think of Leo and his small entourage entering into the very camp of that barbarian. And then speaking in the name and with the authority of Peter, somehow he convinced Attila, that barbarian king, to abandon his plan of pillage. And we know, because right after this meeting, he turned north, crossed the Alps, and within a year, he was dead. A story circulated among some of Attila's camp followers when they asked him, why did you turn back from plundering the city of Rome? That's why we went across the Alps. That was the goal. He said that he saw above the pontiff in the sky a figure dressed like a priest who was threatening him. And today, if you go into St. Peter's Basilica, on the western left transept, at the far end of the west transept, there is the tomb of St. Leo the Great. And directly above that tomb is a, one of the largest base reliefs in history, carved by Algardi. It's a great image of Leo meeting Attila. And Attila is turning, his torso is twisted, and he's fleeing from Leo, who there with a hand raised in blessing and warning, dressed in full pontificals with tiara and the robes, uh, is turning, Attila's turning and running away. And then directly above the Holy Father, threatening Attila, uh, you see Peter and Paul, St. Peter Paul, holding swords and saying, don't threaten our city, listen to the Pope. So that great moment in history has been immortalized uh, in St. Peter's Basilica. It is a great thing to reflect upon. Who would have thought that with just spiritual authority, you could turn back an army and a man dedicated to such violence and immorality? Certainly, all the way up, as he prepared to encounter Attila, he must have been praying fervently to our Lord. And what was probably his prayer? Something just as simple as, Jesus, I trust in thee. Let's have the courage in our own times to fervently pray during these difficult times and trust in the saving power of God who will never abandon us and will always be with us. St. Leo the Great, pray for us. God bless you and thank you for being with us today. Thank you.